Welcome to another episode of the Thrive Kombucha Podcast. I'm Elijah, the founder of Thrive Brew Kombucha Co., an up-and-coming kombucha brewery in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. At Thrive Brew, our mission is to brew clean, crushable kombucha to nourish you to thrive. This podcast is simply an extension of that mission where we reflect and share the ins and outs of the journey it's been building out a nourished kombucha community. If you find any value or enjoyment from this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review on the platform you are listening to. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes that promote our favorite fermented beverage. Cheers. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. We are back from our break. Today, we're going to be talking all about water content for kombucha, specifically our kombucha, but we'll make some mentions of some things to think about and why you should care. What's going on, T-Ref? Oh, going all right. Glad to be back. Do you want to tell them what what we're really going to talk about? No, <laughs> I was almost gonna go. I was almost gonna go early, so probably about five minutes before this. This is a. I mean, this bounces into a very passionate topic for me. Um, More passionate than I even realized. Oh yeah, uh, there is. I opened up a can of worms. There is so much of this that this is just one of the things around it, but it it kind of catapults you. It can catapult you into a lot of other things that are about health in general that are things that I'm decently passionate about that I think are very important for overall health and well-being. But today we're going to hone it in on the water. We're going to try. It's definitely not going to stay there. (laughs) It's okay. How was your trip? How was your trip? Great. (laughs) You went down to the mountains? I went down to the mountains. Yeah, Yeah, you did. Enjoyed some time up in the up in the hills. Now you can't call those the hills. Those are the mountains. No, those are the mountains. Yeah. We live in the hills. Tennessee? Tennessee. Right on. Yep, Tennessee mountains. See some water? See some trees? Definitely saw trees. Okay. Saw some water. Some water. But mostly saw trees. All right. It's supposed to be a mountain view, but uh, the uh, the leaves have not gone yet. So it was a very, very green leafy view. That's okay. I'm not mad about it. There is. It is wonderful. I mean, the fall view is amazing, but there's something about the smell of the forest it's when, it's, true. when it's green and lush. Yes. You know what I mean? I really do. It's I just, was there. Man, I love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love that fall, you know, nice and kind of a little bit of a musty crispness, yeah. you know, very yeah. earthy smell. But I love like, you know... That green lush, a little bit, not damp, but, you know, just a little bit of that. The the freshness, you know? Yes. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, you got some mountain time, so. I had some good mountain time. You had some good Michigan time. Yeah, it was cut short, but uh, went some northern Michigan time up to the pines Mm. and the, the clear streams. Did a couple, did a couple cold plunge uh, river baths. Yes, you know, you did. river plunges, mm-hmm. and uh, those were very rewarding. There is were those on your like own, it. or did you oh, do yeah. it with people? Oh, I did one with Annie. Fun. That's it, awesome. It was funny. I think it was one of her first in a long time. Okay. And uh, if you've never done cold plunges or never looked into cold plunge therapy, just on an aside, definitely check it out. If you need a mood boost, 
You don't need another cup of coffee. Just jump in some cold water, turn on a cold shower, baby. <laughs> you get that dopamine rush. You you will. <laughs> you absolutely will. Yeah. It'll get you going. It is amazing, it's especially in nature. I like to, I mean, I do them at home, cold showers and, and cold baths and these things. And they're, they're still definitely rewarding. There's a lot of benefit. But there is nothing like fresh stream or lake or um, I don't think the ocean ever gets that cold. but it probably gets cold enough in some places, I'm sure, especially it if you go up north. It absolutely does. I've just never been to the ocean when it's, the, when it's cold enough to really get a good, you know, like 50 degree or below type of a plunge. But, um, yeah, definitely worth it. Look into it, peeps. Anyhow. So, we're going to be talking about water today. You want to start it off, Trev? Yep. Uh, so, one of the things, um, so we're talking about water in a very roundabout way. Uh, one of the things I yeah. brought up this conversation was there's an article that came out about consumer interest and consumer consciousness. Yes. Um, I should also just go ahead and uh, prepare our listeners. Uh, Elijah's just been a real treat about all of this. You better believe it. So I don't fully, I don't know what all he's going to unravel for us. I'm just going to touch the surface. But you're going to be, you're going to be enlightened. Just, <laughs> let me say that much. Well, hopefully. Yeah, no, it'll be good. Um, but um, so there's a, uh, there's a study that went out. Um, a questionnaire went out through uh, Germany, U.S., and U.K. about consumer uh, consciousness and interest, particularly in minerals, is what the interest was. And vast majority of them reported that they don't believe they... Uh, acquire enough mineralization in their daily lives and their stuff like uh, and their diets. Um, and so the point of this was uh, to prove that there is at one point a market for these to be sought out, um, but also that there is a um, there is a market, in fact, for, for consumers that are looking into mineral content inside of their beverages and inside of their foods. That's yeah. growing more and more and more. Um, and so um, this article was saying this is an opportunity that people can capitalize on. And uh, we enjoyed this because we don't necessarily, I guess in the way that they're talking about, capitalize on it. But we do participate in um, the importance of uh, minerals inside of our beverage. Yes. Is there anything else from that article that's of note or anything that you should pop out? Or do you... That's pretty, pretty much it. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay. And just talking about the there just there's more consumer awareness and mineralization in fortified drinks in particular. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so we were kind of talking about I don't know of hardly any brands that are really marketing towards mineral content in their in their beverages. I will say um uh liquid IV actually does okay. talk about their, the mineral content inside of the Okay, but I mean more so, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. Because we're looking at energy, we're look, and that's, that's where we're, we're, we're looking at uh, fortified um, yeah. sources, beverages, stuff like that. It's really cool for me to <clears throat> hear that article come out because, you know, you hear, I'd say, over the last, you know, eight years of my kind of, for lack of better words, health journey, or just becoming aware of health, overall health in general, 
you hear a lot about vitamins. You hear a lot about macronutrients, you know, like proteins, carbs, fats, you know, these types of things. All the rage, specifically three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, you hear a lot about those things, but there has been very little murmuring of the importance of um, minerals in your system. Now, it's kind of interesting because through the pandemic, we did. Yeah. For the first time of my, not saying that I'm all aware or anything, but for the first time of my memory in the culture at large, there was some talk about some minerals. <laughs> yes. If you don't, I mean, if you were under a rock, you didn't hear anything about it. But if you weren't, <laughs> then, you know, talks of things like, upping your zinc, upping other things for helping with absorption of that zinc, blah, blah, yep, blah. Yep. So that was the last time I remember. There's probably more times you guys can let us know. But I, I will also say, um, particularly in uh, more performance-oriented sports, um, going the trajectory of people that were putting such a strong emphasis on honing in your macronutrients, uh, had a development into okay. Now that you have this down, now let's start looking at your uh, your micronutrients. So I do know that there's been a little bit of a develop that way, but it's not nearly as mainstream as macros had been. There's been some plurific. Is that the word? Sounds good. <laughs> some people that have done extensive work in their fields, specifically in nutrition, <clears throat> that have started to really resound the call for that, hey, we need to start becoming a lot more concerned with micronutrients rather than, you know, bioavailability is like a hot word, but mm-hmm. there you can intake a lot. Of, there's a lot of good things that you can intake, but bioavailability of that, whether it's your body's absorption to those things or whether it's just the way that the, um, the way that that food is able to be act, those, those actual nutrients in that food are able to be accessed by the human body. There can be some differentiators on what you're able to actually intake into your system. Mm -hmm. And so, there's been a lot more awareness lately from a lot of the top podcasts that I listen to people that are, you know, quote unquote experts in their field nutritionally, or, you know, scientists in the field and nutrition, you know, um, chemistry that are looking into a lot of these things. So that's exciting to see that people are becoming aware that there's certain things that are for, for an example's sake, we were talking about this the other day. If you break down the nutrient content, especially when you get down to the micronutrients, of 20 grams of pea protein compared to 20 grams of red beef, red meat, beef. Not to advocate for either or, each has their own decisions on lots for uh, lots of other reasons which one they come, but to try to say that just 20 grams of protein equals 20 grams of protein, this is not actually this is not actually a total just truth statement mm-hmm. there when you look at it at just the macro level when you get down into the nitty-gritty of something there's all kinds of things that are in 
you know, like red meat that are not, and people in such as z- levels of zinc, creatine, B12, blah, 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 down, down the line we go with all these types of things that, that are so essential to your body. All that to say, and that, that beef is more bioavailable in the way that your body, specifically most people's microbiomes, enable to break down those nutrients in that thing. So, and able to access a lot of those things that are in that product. And so, I'm glad that there's been a o- way more open discussion towards bioavailability and micronutrients in the foods and beverages that we drink. That was a crazy aside. Nope, that's okay. That's kind of setting the stage a little bit for, uh, I think, the headspace. Let's go why. Kind of been in. Um, so, uh, what does that necessarily have to do with water for us? Yeah. So, <clears throat> we're talking about water content, and specifically as it pertains to mineralization and minerals in it. So, one thing that's really cool with that article coming out that there's more of an awareness and something that we've never really championed behind our brand, but something that's been involved even pre like even pre the doors opening for Thrive, like since home two years before Thrive Commercial Kitchen, you know, brewery was opened, this was something that was a p- passion of mine that I found out about. That re that remineralization or re- mineralized mineraliz- mineralized water is incredibly important for many processes mm-hmm. in your body and overall health. Um, so even before we opened the doors back in the homebrew days, I was using at the time reverse osmosis water from places like local co-ops, Whole Foods, refill stations, and then taking it home and remineralizing because we can go through, and we're not going to go through every, every type of filtration on waters and things like this, but we can go through how we and what we do. Yes. We use reverse osmosis water in our process. Always have, always will. So what reverse osmosis water is and does is it's basically a filtration it's a filtration system that basically completely I mean almost not a hundred percent. I think they always claim like it's like ninety-eight I or think it was ninety-eight. It, it might be ninety-eight, it could be ninety-five. Fact checkers will get me, but it's high 90 percentile. We have lots of those on this podcast. <laughs> Can uh, it demineralizes the water to yes. that level? Yes. It basically makes it just as soft and demineralized as possible. So basically, it, as it goes through the filtration, it goes through a few different fil- filters, which the first filter is a sediment filter because there's all kinds of little particles that are in the water, even ones that you can't see, but that if you would put them under a microscope or you, sometimes in a clear glass, you can see there's little particles in, in the actual water. So it goes through just a just an overall um, just a sediment filter. Mm-hmm. Then it passes, ours passes through, I believe, two. It's two. It goes through two filters that take all the mineralization and all the chemical specifically the chemicals out of the waters when you're dealing with city water like we are specifically uh like things like fluoride and chlorine 
it takes those things out of out of the water and it goes through two on ours so at after that point it is stripped down to a low level yes our filtration system most reverse osmosis do not have this but some do ours actually has a remineralization filter on it that is preloaded with a bunch of different um, minerals. So then after it passes through and gets all the chemicals taken out of it, and it's basically as base as you can be, then it passes through the, re- remineral- the, the mineral filter, picks up some minerals, goes through this membrane, separates the nasty water, basically all the stuff with all the chemicals and the heavy sediment and all that stuff, and, and it takes it out down through the drains back, you know, out, out back to the city. And then the other goes through into a storage tank, the completely filtered water. So <clears throat> most people just stop at that point. And, hey, you would be That's better. That's still much better than if you just use city water. You are Absolutely. doing yourself. 20 million favors just at that point at that point. One of the big perks about working here at this job is that free access to reverse osmosis water for all of us, which is so awesome. We all take it home and we, jugs. We f- we fill up. We all fill up. We're we're camels here. <laughs> so getting water that at least is stripped of all the fluoride and all the chlorine that they have to use to hey, let me just say um you know the uh the glass jugs that i use yeah we literally brought one of those with us to the cabin because <laughs> why wouldn't you exactly but you've it's glass it's a heavy it's a heavy oh, sucker yeah. um we drained it in like two days <laughs> and we were just waiting for when we could get back to refill and get <laughs> get just good clean water again you don't notice how good it tastes until you get away from it that's right that was rachel's strongest lament she had to deal with spiders and she was like but i can't wait to have just good clean water it's crazy (laughs) so it's crazy it's benefiting everyone (laughs) so even if you just get your water to that point you're on a good you're on a and you can look into those things, you know. But I mean, all you got to do is take a drink from. I mean, you can take a drink from the pool. You understand why you don't want chlorine. <laughs> but it, your body's made up of like what high sixties or low seventy percentile of all water. It's just like it's something that there's a lot of inside you. Anything that there's a lot inside of you of, you should care for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, so. We got some filter. We got some really filtered, really you know, all the nasties out of it type of water. Well, what's the problem with just using that? Well, it's definitely better than just pulling it right from the city. That's for sure. But one thing that is missing from this water that has been a part of life on this planet for us humans for as long back as we could rem- remember before the industrialized age, basically is that we used to gather all of our water from lakes, streams. um, Specifically streams and springs. In springs. That's what I was looking for. Specifically. Exactly. You got to be careful with lakes. Especially nowadays. (laughs) Don't ever. (laughs) um, You'll get dysentery. Yes. Especially the higher up you Uh went in elevation Uh was the better. Um, 
especially, you know, yeah, springs out of the ground. Springs High are, up. Springs are Higher best. up you can go, the better. Anyways, that's how we used to gain all of our water. Well, what is that water running over, Trev, as it's coming to you? Or what's it running through, rather, when you're going up and gathering it? From what source? Either one. Soil. Yes. Soil and rocks. <laughs> it's going over sand, soil, and rocks, and other tons of other things. But So as it was uh, going... That's, that's one of the things that's really cool about springs, too. I know I interrupted you. No, it's great. This is the fact that like because um, when it comes to springs... Um, it's definitely like engaged with soil, but it's coming up through rocks. So the rocks serve as this incredible natural filter through all these things with this remineralization that's also happening. So it's a perfect like natural filter. Uh, filter. Yeah. And yeah. Remineral, remineralizer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we used to basically get all of our water was through those types of sources. I mean, and then when then you know people did wells and stuff like this. Yes, okay, that's just from underground, you know, basically springs. I mean, so to say. Um, so, but you were getting water that was coming straight from soil and rock contact and things like this. Well, as it was coming into contact with those things, it was gathering some of those things and holding it in the water that you would consume. Thus, specifically minerals. So that was one of the biggest ways that our bodies. Would, get, would take in minerals. The other way that we would take in minerals is through, obviously, the other foods that we eat, plants and animals. The plants would, obviously, the seed would, you know, just like we all know the basics of how a plant grows. It takes the nutrients from the soil that it's in, it grows into whatever it is, produces some sort of fruit or maybe the leaves that you eat or whatever, or the root itself is what you eat, and it uses the nutrients that are in that soil, and we're talking about minerals right now, it would go into that, into that plant, and then we would take the plant and consume it, and then we would be able to break down, hopefully, and gain some of the, that mineral content. Okay, also through animals. Animals eat the plants that are produced from, from the nutrients in the soil. They eat that, ingest it, they absorb it, then we eat them. <laughs> and so then we gain the, the nutrients and the 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 minerals that are through them. That's the main ways we've always gotten nutrients. Okay. What do we not do anymore with our water now, Trev? The vast, 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 vast majority of us. Use reverse osmosis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we don't gather water from mountain streams. No, we do not. Or, you know, springs. Unless we say we do and then put it into uh, plastic bottles, which are great (laughs) for it. (laughs) Microplastic central. Um, But... We don't really gather our water like that. And for those of us who live in city-type contexts like we do, all of us who work here, it's kind of unreasonable to ever expect that we'd be able to do that. There's no springs around here that I know about <laughs> within access. <laughs> there is that one uh, uh, at the gorge. I've drank from it many, I know you have. many times. I know you have. Many times. I don't even know if I should. It's not really that high up. No. But all the locals there drink from it, so I'm like, and it's just, it's awesome. When we took our trip, we did. Oh, we drink from, we get it a couple great. gallons of it every camp. That's right, you out. do, yeah. Yeah. So since we don't do that, we're not taking, it, it's just as a society at large, we're not taking enough mineral content. Okay, I'm not here to be your doctor and tell you all the reasons why that's important, blah, blah, blah. But all you need to do is 
look up some PhDs and look into things like magnesium deficiencies, chloride that you need to be able to take in that magnesium, uh, sodium. I know we live in a salt, a salt scared society, but you would be, you would be aghast. Is that a word? No. Aghast. Yeah. Okay. Shocked. You would be shocked beyond measure the amount of salt me and Annie eat on a weekly basis. Like mineral salt to the max on everything. Like I wake up in the morning, glass of water, apple cider vinegar, lots of salt (laughs) and lemon juice right in it. First thing I drink in the morning. It's just all these things. I'm not going to tell you all the reasons why because I'm not your doctor. And you should just look into these things, but they really matter a lot. And so one thing specifically, okay, let's bring this back home now. So one thing as it pertains to all the beverages is that most everybody who's making beverages, if they're even filtering, most people are just sediment filtering. Mm Mm-hmm. Because first off, reverse osmosis is not cheap. It's like, it's very, it takes, this is the unfortunate part about it, but um, it, you know, just for the transparency's sake, is it does take, it's like a three to one ratio. It takes like three gallons of city water to create one gallon of reverse osmosis water, which sucks. It does. But this is the water that the city gave us. This is what we have to work with. So. It's, so sometimes it takes a long time to fill up that uh, storage. It container. takes a lot of water, and it takes, I mean, and the filters are not cheap. Yeah, they are not cheap to produce this kind of water. But, anyways, so that's why most people, most beverage producers, will do a sediment filtering. Most beverage producers are not using reverse osmosis water. They're using just simple, you know, whatever type of other filtration methods. Yeah. Um, if they're doing any at all. I know tons, unfortunately, of microbrewers and brewers that don't do anything. They take it right from the city. And, you know, it's just not something that w- I'm not committed to it. I see the value of if my body's made up of 60 plus percent of something, I want to care for that yeah. and put in the best possible. So. One thing that we do here at Thrive been doing it since the beginning, we've not even been loud about it. It's just something that we've been doing since the beginning is reverse osmosis water with a post remineralization. So once we strip out all the the nasties, all the chemicals, all the heavy metals, there's tons of heavy metals, arsenic at times in the water. I mean from like city sources, everywhere's a little different, but, and I think there's actually a website somewhere that you can look up local, like, like when they do their testings, they're liable to, they have to mark what they're finding in those samples. I think there's a website to do that, but, um, to where they're required by law to load those samples to what for the public. But anyways, each municipality will have different things, but there are, you would be flabbergasted the amount of things that if you read them, 
you would not want in your drinking water that are in most city waters. And so after we strip all that junk and crap out of the water, or at least nearly all of it, as best as humanly possible we can, then since all the mineralization is stripped out of it, and we are so strongly convinced of how, how needed it is in our bodies, we remineralize with a formula that we've been using since the beginning that has high magnesium chloride for help of, of um, absorption of that magnesium, sodium, potassium, sulfate, lithium, and boron. Um, just a lot of minerals that... The, the number one that I could just impress on people to look in... Well, number two of them that I would impress on people to look into is magnesium and sodium. Yeah. I mean, just look into what deficiencies in the body do when you don't have adequate levels of those things. And so is this adequate for total overall health and wellness of the body, drinking Thrive Kombucha and this mineralization? No, it definitely is not. But it is a cool thing about our product to know that you are getting the, I mean, the best water that can be made. I mean, there's definitely probably just as good out there. But the best water that can be made is the water that's used in every part of our process. Like, there's no, we just put this in this part of the process and this part straight. No, it's like every bit every drop of water that's going into a can of thrive brew kombucha is in this way it's through that reverse osmosis system and then remineralized because everything we do here everything we've done here since the beginning has been to nourish the human body we try to do it in fun, exciting, and exhilarating ways, memorable ways, through all these different kind of flavors and things that we do. But it's always going through the filter of it's got to nourish. Yeah. It's, it's got to nourish people to legitimately thrive the best that we can through our products offering at the end of the day. How does it feel knowing that our kombucha for some people might be the best water that they've ever, like, and it is some of the best water they've ever actually come in. It definitely with? is. Yeah. It definitely is the best water that a lot of people are coming into contact with because I know for a fact, most people are not drinking this type of water. That's actually, and you know, just for reference, um, uh, reverse osmosis is the best, um, uh, f- uh, filtration system that there is. It, it's three times more than uh, activated carbon or ion exchange. Yeah. Which is like, you know, your home, like Brita. That's exactly. Activated carbon is, is how Brita They're your work. Berkey's, all those home filtration things are, hey, by the way, if that's all you got, that's better that's than still nothing. That's great. Yeah. That is better than nothing. Keep using it. But yeah. there are still so many things that get through that. Mm-hmm. My suggestion just on the water thing is, hey, get you a container and head to your local Whole Foods or Good Foods. They all, almost all of them, 
like your local co-op rather our yeah. our local co-op's called good foods but your local co-op or whole foods and most of them have water refill stations and you can get it incredibly inexpensively i think it's like 50 cents a gallon it's not much um and uh, ewg.org is the site where you can find the, the uh, contaminants. What I was talking, okay, yeah. right on. Yeah, I've looked into that at one time. It was been probably psh, set. It's been seven, eight years ago. Yeah, because when me, I had always been from a, a smaller town, and had. But as soon as I moved to Lexington, me and Annie moved into our apartment. Day one, I turn on the faucet, and I was like. Is there a swimming pool next door? Like it was so night and day that I would, and it was from that moment I was like, I'm never drinking this water again, and I've pretty much been completely true to that. Yeah, I I believe that. <laughs> About seven seven eight years in, and it's wild now. When you retrain your palate towards anything, you know that's it's like, true. It's like. At this point, and like I still have friends that do not, you know, ascribe to this type of a, a lifestyle choice, you know, a health choice that will make fun of me to no end. Um, actually, I have a member of my family that uses it as a joke. He'll walk over <laughs> to the actual, you know, kitchen faucet and look me dead in the eyes as he's drinking the <laughs> tap water. And I'm just like, it's your funeral. It's your, <laughs> it's, it's on you. But which they'll they'll make fun, but it's crazy at this point to where if I have a glass of water from the faucet now, it's like I can taste those things times 12. You know, it, it's just like I taste the chlorine heavily. I taste just this nastiness that's that's in it. You know, it doesn't taste pure. Yeah, your palate's gotten uh, discriminatory, so it can yes. distinguish between all the different things. Um, quick question for you, yeah. kind of about it. Like, what kind of effect does the, um, I think, I mean, it's easy to tell, it's easy to kind of wrap my head around the effect that the uh, filtered water would have as opposed to like normal city water to yeah. just kombucha alone. Um, I can imagine strong change in taste, yeah. the effect that would have. What about the remineralization? Like, how does taste wise? It, it does have a strong taste wise taste effect to it. So you're asking not so much health conscious wise, more so like taste. Yeah. Oh, it's night and day difference. I mean, the easiest way to man, just think about just think about okay, just like your normal grocery store gallon of filtered water, filtered water compared to spring water. Maybe still, if you haven't done that very often, like yeah. I'm a water crazy person, so I've tasted every water yeah, in the yeah, sun, yeah, yeah. every new water I can get my hands on. I'm, I, I try, but it, for lack of better words, it just tastes like rocks, you know. But a lot, a lot toned down. But it tastes, it has this. It's kind of one of those weird things when you start describing it because minerals taste like minerals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they taste like stones. They taste like rocks, but. Not in a bad way. Yeah. If you take, so one thing that is the easiest way to tell is if you end up getting some like some sort of trace minerals or, you know, mineral additive that you can put in your water, you put a couple extra drops in there and you'll notice it right away. Oh, yeah. It's got like Absolutely. this, almost like a, if you ever put a penny in your mouth, not that copper quite a taste, but yeah. it's got that, that type of a yeah. taste to it. So all that to say, 
and the actual final product. You know, when it's balanced correctly, I mean, you don't want to have it over mineralized. Which is either. something I did by accident once. You, and you definitely know it right no. away. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> My right wife away. certainly does. She because I accidentally over mineralized our water one you time. You don't want to do that. She tried it. She's like, "Why does this taste like, like coconut milk? <laughs> like, why does this? Why does this have a milky texture?" <laughs> I was yes. like, "Oh no." Yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> It tastes pretty bad yeah. if you over mineralize. It's all about balance. It is. And it's not necessarily that great for you either. But as far as yeah. taste only, it gives it a body, a depth, and a character. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because reverse osmosis water, even though it's good for a minute, it's very bland because there's nothing in it. It's just water. You know what I mean? Like, like is clear and clean of water as you can possibly imagine mm-hmm. and like how i think about it is like fiji water yeah if you're at that soft almost velvety velvety type of texture like in the taste profile yeah like silky but when you add that mineral content it gives it that depth roundness a little more of that earthiness to it and i just love it it's you know spring water in general which is basically what it is have you made kombucha um, like I'm thinking more specifically back to your home brewing days where you didn't remineralize just yeah. to see what the difference would oh, be. Oh yeah. 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 And you still notice the difference in the, yeah. in the and end. And the other thing is the vitality of the actual culture itself, which we haven't even really talked about a ton is okay. that it really thrives in that mineralized environment oh. is that if you put it in just a straight, so that's why if you do tap water, it probably will be okay. Even though a lot of them say that it won't. Over time, there's probably things that might mess up. I don't know. I've never done it long enough to find out. Don't want to. Don't care to. But <laughs> We got something that works. Well, and uh, yeah, just I'm against it. I, I, I don't too. believe in it, and yeah. I think it's horrible for you. Um, it's one of the probably easiest, best health decisions that you can make in your entire life is just to start drinking really good filtered water with good mineralization content. Like That is one of the easiest, best health decisions you can ever make in your life like top five Hmm. (laughs) in my book. But is that over time, the culture will dissipate slightly and it just will lose some of its robustness because it really thrives in that mineral environment, just like it needs like nitrogen and other things like that. Because that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of the, uh, you know, the way we prioritize uh, nutrient load when it comes to the, uh, when it comes to the tea specifically. Yeah. I assumed it was, Similar principle. Yep. We have we always mineralize to our set standard to so that it carries the same effect for nutrient load for the culture for mm. and then for the humans that consume it. So yes, as far as taste, it has a drastic but there's also um there's also ramifications for the brewing process itself, the way it'll change. Not saying you can't not saying that you can't brew without it. Yeah. Um, it's just we've noticed really good results in doing so, even on that side of things. But the taste and the health is the main, the main reasons for it. Can you give me uh, two of the uh, the ramifications when it comes to uh, the uh, the way that the uh, remineralized water actually affects the process? The process that you're talking about. You uh, mean like uh, like the actual brewing process? Yeah. Um, it just the culture will lose its. Do you mean just like, okay, so it basically will just lose its vibrancy. It'll lose its robustness. Okay. Its ability. It will, I don't know why this word came to my mind, but it will shrivel. 
<laughs> not not actually really, but it kind of it, it just loses some of its vitality, you know. Yeah. Okay. Lagging in batches, lagging in robustness, all those things. Okay. It just won't be as full. No. Gotcha. That's enough. And the brew will definitely not taste as full. I believe this. Yeah. yeah. Tastes tastes very almost thin mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's another. It's a. That's a fresh and a new layer to, uh, to the process. Yeah, the water content. It's something I'm proud to say we've done from before day one. Yep. It's been a part of the process two years before thriving even existed. I remember when I first came in and uh, Trey was showing me, um, how to process or uh, how to how to brew and everything. He he told me I don't tell anyone this because this is a trade secret. <laughs> he told me. He said. Elijah needs to make sure we don't tell anyone that we do this because this is a trade secret. <laughs> and then we said, oh, man, transparency. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cool, you know, it's weird. When you first start, and I fell prey to this. This is a little bit of an aside. But I fell prey to the whole thing of exclusivity mm-hmm. and trying to guard what I thought I had come to. And not wanting to share that and wanting to have the proprietary process and all those things. And the more and the more and the more you learn and go down the road, it's like, yeah, there are certain things maybe that I wouldn't show you step one to step 60 straight in a row just because that's our specific process and way we've come to do that. But as far as, like, I could give this to someone else and it will just on their every system's different every but that yeah that's the thing too like even how much mineralization they would want to do you know for their targets also it's it's so different and it couldn't even compare so you couldn't even really tell them how to replicate our stuff let alone and know it's just short-sighted to do it for them it's just short-sighted thinking and i've fallen prey to it especially in the beginning of the business of us against them mentality. And it's just what we're trying to do is make our products better every day. Yeah. We are in competitions with ourselves. We're trying to be better this year than we were last year. We're trying to make our products better next year than they are this year. Not get in that evil cycle Mm -hmm. of always trying to compete with other people. No, we're here to make our product as best as we possibly can to make our process as best we possibly can, to cultivate a work culture that's as best as we possibly can. Culture. Culture. <laughs> Ecosystem. Minerals. Yeah. Minerals. Streams. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of uh, making this better, uh, you can order it. That is the beautiful part. You can order this perfectly <laughs> filtered and mineralized kombucha right to your freaking door, which is pretty rapid. Um, specifically, we've got our new fall release. We do. Heaven Cider. Yes. Availability to order right to your door. Um, it's one small way you can help support the podcast. It's a way that you can help support your health and your taste buds, baby. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, our Patreon members got a, a special discount. They sure did. And if you're still up for taking advantage of that discount. 
You can become a Patreon member, help support this podcast, get some exclusive content on the back end, get some, you know, just kombucha community, and then also get sweet perks and discounts from time to time. Like right now, we're running an awesome discount. Um, and uh, someone named Krista took advantage of this. Krista! She's joined our Patreon. Thank you so much, Krista. Hope you are enjoying that kombucha. Or have enjoyed probably by this point. Unless you got crazy self-restraint. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, what's uh, one of the things that's on there. Um, uh, we had a, also a really cool incident where uh, we have uh, an additional feature for our um, Evan Cider experience. And if, you order the, if you order the APAC, you'll, if find you order the APAC you'll find out about it. But uh, somebody actually asked, accessed that first <laughs> and found us. They had never had our kombucha, had no idea we existed. And that's actually how they found us and then ordered some. And it it's was so really rad. cool. That's so rad. It. So shout out to them. Shout outs. Um, yeah, order some product, peeps. Let us know what, what you think. And now you can know. You got that f- best filtered, remineralized kombucha. People are going to drink and be like, I don't quite taste rocks <laughs> it's it tastes like a good robust starter <laughs> with masterfully crafted, crafted flavors flavors like cider cinnamon and ginger locally pressed cider locally pressed and uh and then uh add a little something something into that make it even better <laughs> well um, you can always one other little way you can help support the podcast leave us a five star review on the platform you're listening to helps us just spread the love and uh, spread this podcast to other people who care and uh, help us grow the community the kombucha community that's what we're trying to do Um, you can join our Patreon like we already said connect for more behind the scenes stuff also awesome discounts nationwide shipping if you got any further questions, you can email them to info at thrivebrewco.com. Trevor's going to get back to you and point you in the right direction. He's going to interact with you, get you what you need to know. Um, we're, dis- we're distributing regionally. Check our map feature link in the description. And uh, that's about it for today's. Stay thirsty. Stay thirsty for that good, good water. Or that good, good kombucha. Both if you're lucky. You don't even have to be lucky. Just order. You can just order. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, cheers, guys. Thank you for listening to the episode. We will catch you on the flippity flip. Bye-bye.